Amen. Philippians chapter 4, let's go to verse number 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren. Finally, brethren. It kind of comes down to this right here, is what he's saying. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Say that with me. Think on these things. Verse 9, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. You. Amen. When I think on these things and I do the things that God's told, talked to me and dealt with me, God will be with me. Praise God. I want to talk to us this, this evening on this simple thought tonight. Good news and bad news. Good news and bad news. Lord, would you help us tonight? To receive your word, let your word be a lamp unto our feet, light unto our path. I pray you would touch our minds in a very special way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. you. may be seated. We are such a people of tradition. Amen. As soon as I said amen, there were people starting to bend over to sit down. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I don't mind good traditions. Good news and bad news. Have you ever been asked the question, uh, do you want to hear the good news or the bad news first? I've got good news and I've got bad news. What news do you want to hear first? What would you say tonight to that question? I heard a good and I heard a bad. And some of you don't want to say anything. Because you're afraid you're, there's a wrong answer. <laughs> a lot of times, and I've been guilty of it myself, give me the bad news first. And as if maybe the good news will make me feel better about the bad news. Did you know that people are 49% more likely to read something negative than positive? They're actually more likely to read a text with a negative tone than a positive one. I was looking for some research. One of this is Pew uh, Research, some studies. One of the studies is, is they looked at a number of different studies and they combined the, the numbers, the percentages together to kind of get an overall view. So this is really a study of studies, to be honest. It's not a specific but I want to give you some information tonight that probably no surprise to any of us. But negative media reports and headlines with bad news catch 30% more attention. You see a headline in the, in the news on the internet, 
the grocery store, you see a headline and it has a negative uh, 30% more likely to get your attention. Approximately 90% of all media news is negative. That didn't surprise anybody, did it? I wonder why 90% of all media news is negative. Could it be that it appeals more to the human nature and the human psyche? Could it be that bad news sells newspapers? Bad news gets people to watch the news? Uh, I read, so this is a, not in this particular study, but I did uh, hear something else some time ago, that when Trump left office, all of the negative media, MS, LSD is one particular pundit calls them, and... Uh, CNN, the Communist News, or Clinton News Network, whichever one you want to call it, lost millions of viewers because they had nothing new to say. And yet, they're still trying to find negative news. They're trying, that's the only, if you ain't got any news at all, let's make it up. You think, well, you're, this, is, this is not maybe the most, uh, and I'm not trying to use this pulpit for political things tonight. I'm just trying to talk about some human nature tonight. Approximately 90% of all media news is negative. And 1 in 10 American adults checks the news every hour. That's a lot of people. Millions of people. 1 in every 10 check the news every hour. Sensational stories form 95% of media headlines. Sensational. There are people that get paid just to create sensational headlines. To get people to actually read and look into the story. Studies show, one of, this, one, one of the studies talking about the, the Pew Research, studies show that headlines with bad news catch 30% more attention. I mentioned that. But a website lost, check this out, they said a website lost 66% of its readers when it published positive stories only for one day. They published only positive stories for one day, and they lost 66% of their viewers. Staggering 87% of the COVID-19 coverage in 2020 was negative. No surprise. 39% of Americans believe the media exaggerated the COVID-19 coverage to begin with. That's probably much higher now. This is from a, that one is from a year ago. Reports show 65% of news organizations ignore mistakes. <laughs> they make a mistake and report something false, fake news or false story or miss. They just keep going. They just ignore it. An average of 79% of media companies print biased stories for, to appeal or appease their advertisers and sponsors. 79, that's close to 80%. So that means 8 out of 10 stories that they post, that they print, that they put out there for viewing, are trying to appeal to their donors. Hmm. 82%, this one kind of just, it's horrible. 82% believe news outlets are either deliberately misrepresenting the facts or are making them up entirely. That's what people think. 
82% people think they're making it up or they're misinterpreting, but yet they still clamor to it. Y'all are quiet tonight. 63% of kids, this is, this is a horrible statistic, 63% of kids from ages 12 to 18 say that, they, that watching the news makes them feel bad and depressed. If that's young people, I didn't find it, but I wonder how much us older folks. There's times I, wanna, I do a fast from media. Sometimes I pray and fast. I try to pray and I try to fast every, at least once, at least a day before I, I get up here to, behind this pulpit. There's times I got to fast social media. I don't want to look at any news today unless it's good news. Good luck finding it. 26.7% <laughs> of people exposed to negative news go on to develop anxiety issues. <laughs> That's almost one in three people. Simply because of the negative news. What am I trying to say? The news and report that we listen to can have an effect on us. The very news that you focus on and dwell on can have an effect on your thinking. Proverbs chapter 12. Now let's get spiritual. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. Shakak. It means makes depressed. Bows you over. Heaviness in the heart of man. But a good word maketh it glad. Bad news. Good news. Get the visual. Bad news. Good news. Woo. Bad news. Oh, Lord, we're going to make it past Good news, my God, is still able. Got three people that are getting it now. Proverbs 15 and 13. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. I can usually tell what kind of news somebody's been listening to by the way they come. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Instagram. I woke up this morning. I'm messing with you. Merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. Matters what you dwell on. Do you want your spirit to be broken? And not in a broken and contrite spirit. And God, I know God draws near to them, but he's not talking about that. He's talking about a depressed spirit here. The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge. But the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. All the days of the aff afflicted are evil. But he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. I want to feast on the things of God. I want to have a merry heart. I'm thankful for the word of God. Praise God. 
Proverbs 16 and 24. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. That's what the Word of God says. It's talking about our physical health. There is such a thing as physical health, and there is such a thing as mental health, and there's such a thing as spiritual health. And I've got a newsflash for you. If you haven't figured it out, they really kind of all go hand in hand together. Pleasant words. You know, they say you catch more flies with honey. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. I love hearing good news. Good news like Brother Victor's brother having his eyesight returned, restored after 18 months of being completely blind. I'm thankful we still got a God of good news. Sad thing is, that kind of news, even as miraculous as that is, that's probably less likely to spread than bad news. Proverbs 17 and 22, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth up the bones. Proverbs 18, 21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, the words, the things you listen to, the things you read. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What's that one? What's that old saying? May my words be sweet today for tomorrow. I may have to eat them. Something like that. <laughs> that sounds good. I want my words to be like donuts. Praise God. I want my words to be like Krispy Kreme. Maple glazed. Maybe with some bacon on top with a big old cup of coffee today. For tomorrow I may have to eat them. And I'm going to stuff my face and have to eat my words. Man, I hope they're good today because I like that kind of eating. <laughs> Let my words be like a good old ribeye steak, praise God. Like my wife makes them heart attack potatoes, all that twice baked potatoes browned on top with lots of butter and bacon and pepper all up. Some of you getting a blessing right now. Let my words be like this dripping in bacon. Let my words be like, the, like a big old crunchy waffle man, with peanut butter melted all over it with good old old-fashioned just sugar syrup hot just melting that butter. Mmm, some of you getting hungry. I'm getting really hungry right now, by, by the way. <laughs> Let my words be sweet like a honeycomb because I may have to eat them. Hello? 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. Dwell on the good things. David said, I'll set no wicked things before my eyes. But I think we could say, I, I don't want to dwell on the negativity. I don't want to dwell on evil. And there is plenty of evil out there. And I get, I get wrapped up in talking about all this stuff too. And I'm not against, you know, saying it like it is. But I don't want to dwell on all that stuff. Life's too short to dwell on the negativity. 
I refuse to walk around depressed by all the negative darkness. In the, there's still a God that's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has still called us to be about His business. There's still people getting the Holy Ghost. There's still people to get saved in this hour. There's still a people to see and help repent and see them get baptized in Jesus. God's still pouring out His Spirit. Amen. There's still great things happening. Matter of fact, as dark as it gets out there, oh, thank God, that means his light's going to shine that much brighter. Amen. People look at this, is it half empty or half full? Our text tonight in Philippians 4, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. Everybody say good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you dwell on? Whose report will you fixate on? Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto self. I want to fixate on the gospel, on the good news. I want to focus on the good things of God, or all the things of God. I want to focus on the goodness of the Lord. You went right to Psalms 23. In that Psalms, it's kind of cool. David said, I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. But you know how he started that? Yay! Though I walk. I'm going to say something that's a negative here, but I'm going to start it with a positive because I'm going to come back to a positive. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Yes, we encounter some negative things and negative situations and bad experiences in this life. But God's still God. He's still on, on the throne. He has never abdicated his throne. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Evil communication. Corrupt good manners. Moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, that works on us, but it really works on our kids too. Please be careful. About the evil communications that your children are exposed to. Because you wonder why. Where did they learn that? Where did they hear that? Where did they see that? They probably, through some kind of media, don't get nervous. I'm not going to start preaching against it. Well, maybe I will. If it's evil communication, please be careful. Please be a gatekeeper and a doorkeeper to protect the minds of your children? Evil communication is what corrupts good manners, good behavior. That's just... Don't look at me funny. That's the book. I, got it. I didn't put that in there. God put that in there. Evil communication. If you allow your children to watch... Hollywood, and, and then you wonder why 
Because evil communications corrupts good manners. <laughs> John 8 and 44. I, let me move on. Because I said I wasn't going to be a long time. It's already 10 after 8. John 8, 44. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. Talking about the devil. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. The devil is the father of all lies. The devil is the father of evil communication. Let us be careful <laughs> regarding the voices that we're listening to. Praise God. And I have some good news that I've just got to share. Can I, can I get to the good news? Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. I've got some good news tonight. Romans 8, 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? Hebrews 13 and 5, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He went on to say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I've got some good news. Our God will never leave us. He'll never fail us. He'll never forsake us. He's the same. That's good news. Psalms 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And at the end of that, he said, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. <laughs> Woo. I've got some great news today. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not to thine own understanding. But in all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall. That means it's going to happen. He shall direct thy paths. He shall. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. For all the promises of God in Him are yea, and in Him amen. Ephesians 3.20. Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. God is still able. He's still able. Brother Oswald, God is still able to heal. He's still able to save. He's still able to deliver. Brother Cotton, our God can still take eyes that can't see and bring sight. He just did it this week. Our God is still able. Whose report will you believe? I believe God can still heal the blinded eye. I believe God can still save the lost. I believe God can, can, I believe God can heal a fractured kneecap. I, I believe he can mend tendons. I believe that in Jesus' name. I, I believe that. Whose report will you believe? The good news or the bad news? I'm going to believe the good news. My God is still on the throne. My God is still able. Praise God. John 14 and 2, he said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you 
unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Praise God. We've got good news today. John 14, 27, before he, he ascended, he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Paul said, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We've got great news. We've got the gospel message. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. There's a lot of people out there, they've never heard the good news. All they get is bombarded with bad news. That's why when you come around them and you start sharing the good news of how good God is, you are a shining bright light in a dark, dark world. You are a city set on a hill. You are the salt of the earth. Why? Because you've got a good news to share. We want revival? Let's, keep, let's start sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Praise God. I'm going to be a little transparent right now. There's time, I, I'm really eager to go on down and start blaming this person in the White House or this political party. Or, uh, uh, guilty. And I missed an opportunity just to tell the goodness of how good God is. I don't care how bad it gets. God is still a good God. And even if this whole thing collapses in the, and our country collapses, what's our state of relationship with Jesus Christ? That's the important thing. Well, hallelujah. I don't want that to happen. I want people to be saved. But if that's got to happen for people to be saved and for me to be saved, then that's got to happen. Psalms 86 and 10, For thou art great and, do, and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Jeremiah 32, I like this. Verse 17, this is a cool verse. Behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm. There is nothing too hard for thee. That is awesome news. There is nothing too hard for God. I said, there's nothing too hard for God. Praise God. And I'm, I'm, I'm closing. I'm going to bring this to a close here in just a second. I want to ask you the question tonight. Whose report will you believe? Are you going to focus on the good news or the bad news? In the Bible, you can go to Numbers chapter 13. It's been preached millions, I'm sure, of times in the last 2,000 years. Matter of fact, probably taught before Christ even the Bible says that the spies went in to spy out the promised land. They've, they've come out of Egypt, across the Red Sea. Here they are. They send the spies over to spy out the land. And they come back and they say, sure, this, this place is amazing. It's, it's flowing with milk and honey and this got this and that and the, the vineyards. And I mean, this is just, it's, but there's giants over there. There's some, there's some, a lot of people over there. And they're not going to like us coming into their land. And, well, it never was theirs in the first place. The Bible says that Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Hey, 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 guys. You're getting too negative. You're trying to share the bad news. And we've got good news. God already promised. He said, Let us go up at once. And possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. The good news, 
is able to overcome the bad news. If this is too simple, I apologize. This is how I can explain it. The good news, the promise that God gave us, can overcome and overshadow the bad news. Verse 31, but the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Verse 32, and they brought up an evil report. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Evil communications corrupts behavior. We can't do it. For the land through which we have gone to search, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Preached all that to get to this point. You've got to get this if you don't get anything else. Those who allowed the bad news... To overshadow the good news, we're lost. Those that succumbed to the negative, instead of fulfilling the positive promise that God had given them, were lost. Joshua. And I was looking back through here, and I, I, was, I was trying to read it. Joshua and Caleb never denied that there were giants. They never denied that the giants were huge. Massive. They were even maybe outnumbered. But they never acknowledged them either. Overshadowed by the bad news. And I'm going to do my best to not let the good news of what God can do in somebody's life be silenced by what evil has done in someone's life. Refuse to let the good news of the gospel be overshadowed by negative, evil mindset. Caleb, Joshua, they saw the giants. They knew what they were up against. They knew how big those bad, ugly dudes were. They didn't acknowledge them. They just said, we are well able. Let's focus on what we can do, not what... Because God promised it. Forty years after wandering in the wilderness, guess who was walking across killing the giants? Joshua and Caleb. Because they held on to a good report. We are well able. 
We've got 39 years to go. We're well able, 38 years to go. I wonder how as all those others were, were dying in the wilderness, they were teaching all those young people, hey, we've got good news. Good news, good news, good news, good news, good news, good news. Ooh, this is good news. we got great news. We're, we're only five years away, and we're getting a promise. Oh, I, can't, I can hardly wait. Whose report? By the, by the way, next time the, the, the next time after 40 years, they only sent a couple spies in. They were hand-selected. They were hand-selected. I don't care what you see or what you experience. When you go, when you come back, you better give us a good report. We ain't staying in the wilderness 40 more years. Don't you dare let the evil out there rob you from the promise. Let's stand. Whose report will you believe? Maybe that question could be changed a little bit. Will you give a good report and not a bad one? The people that didn't go in, it's because they believe the bad report. But how much worse in my mind, Brother Kranz, how much worse are those that came back and gave the bad report to keep them from coming in? God, forgive me if I've ever given an evil or bad report and kept somebody from coming to get the good report. Let's only give the good report. I'm not saying stick your head in the sand and not be aware of what's going on. We need to, we need to be, be not ignorant of the, of the devil's uh, devices. We need to not be ignorant of how he operates. I understand all that. But let's focus on the good news, on the good report. We are well able to have revival. We are well able to live for God. We are well able to achieve the, the great commission that God called us to do. To seek and to save the lost. Praise God. So I ask you, whose report will you believe tonight? Do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? I want the good news. I want the good news.